Welcome to the VO Life, a podcast for those who are trying to figure out how to build a career in VO from a guy who just seems to always learn the hard way. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the VO Life. This is a place where we kick the tires and talk about things and uh, come up with uh, things that I've been going through. But hey, we're in for a treat today. You don't have to listen to me for 15, 20, 30 minutes. We've got a special guest with us, and this just happens to be the person that won our mock audition. Hey, Jenna Birmingham, how are you? I am so good right now. I'm very well. <laughs> good, good. What, a one or two in already? It's a little early. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> when <laughs> does do a day really do. start and end in VO anyways? <laughs> Is that not the truth? Is that not the truth? I'm, I'm waiting on a um, an email for a directed session for the 10th or 11th and didn't get it today as far as time. So then that makes you have to wait another day and you can't plan anything until they tell you. And it's just, it's like that all the time, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. Flex- flexibility is definitely key. Yeah, and anybody that says starting your own business, working for yourself, you're going to work a lot less. I'm not yet. I'm, I have to work twice as hard because, you know, being new, I'm having to do a lot of marketing and a lot of this and that. But my gosh, I, I feel like I work seven days a week. Uh, I don't do much on the weekend, but it's always something. Yeah, no, it seems. you're you're always working to some degree. And honestly, you'll be laying in bed and you'll be thinking about how you want to do the next read or what you need to do better. Or am I going to get a demo made in the summer or should I wait till the fall? And do I want to coach with someone for like, you can't help. It's kind of an addiction in a way. So yeah, you're always working and the business marketing stuff that never goes away (laughs) ever. Right. Right. Yeah. The wheel, you're like you said, the wheels are always turning. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible some nights to lay down and, and just go right off to sleep because there's so much going on as to what either what happened today or what you're worried about for the next day. It's crazy. So tell everybody exactly where you are in this, in, in this beautiful country of ours and uh, tell them a little bit about your, your production work that you do. Okay. Well, I am a California native, and I moved to Dallas, the DFW area, for my day job as a commercial producer and voice for one of the production hubs here in Dallas with Odyssey. And, um, yeah, I basically am available to voice for any of our 256 radio stations, as well as our streaming stations and our app. And then in terms of production, I I only have to worry about generally producing for 11 markets, which is about 56 stations. So I'm, I only get, I mean, I only make about, you know, 2,000 to 3,000 commercials a year. Holy (laughs) smokes. A lot of time to practice. That's crazy. Yeah. Goodness gracious. That's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) But it 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 also... You know, when it comes to submitting, you know, best works for potential awards or which Mm -hmm. stuff I want to use for maybe a demo refresh and stuff, I have way too many things to choose from. So it's great to have work. I would never complain about having too much work. Mm -hmm. But I I will say there's a lot of choices that make make it a little more challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we talked about that. A little bit over the weekend, you know, I was trying to re-piece my demo together and, mm-hmm. and you were a big help with that. And that is 
part of it, even with the handful of stuff that I've got. And what's really been hard for me is chasing some of it down after it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of got a little advantage there. You can, you know, it's there. But uh, yeah, I've had several. I've gone back to the agent or gone, you know, try, try to always get the producer's name or something where I can tag them or, or find them on social media and say, hey, is there any way I could get a link to that spot or find that spot? But they're oh, yeah. hard to find sometimes. They, they really are. are. And a lot of the times when, you know, if I'm voicing stuff for other producers and stuff, I'm, I'm definitely like, hey, to either the producer or the one who cast it, who, whomever. It's just like, hey, can I get a copy of this when it's finished? Or, you mm-hmm. know, can I share this on my social media after it's aired? Or, you know, just, you know, trying to get, you know, n- not proof that I work, but some kind of something <laughs> that I can be like, look what I can do, you know, and for my own right. marketing purposes. and Right. Yeah, tracking right. stuff down can definitely be a challenge. Yep, I know what you mean. I've um, I've run into some of that stuff that's you know it's really it's really good and you really want to get it and mm-hmm. you know it was either a, a decent sized market and it would even look good as a video up on your website or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anytime I do something that's goofy or crappy, they immediately send it to me the next day. <laughs> you know, I, if I'm the I was the voice for a uh, for a dog. Uh, and he was like a, a sergeant or something. It was a couple of Aussie dogs and the guy really, he, he makes nice looking little videos and he always, you know, as soon as he's finished, he can't wait to send me the link, you know, but stuff like that, I get back all the time, but no, you do a spot for Kentucky higher education or for, I did a, a Virginia COVID spot that I really wanted to get because mm-hmm. they had me do a lot of, uh, just off the cuff lines. And I thought, I wonder which ones they used. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And and you never find out. They say, well, what would you say if it were you answering this question? You say it just in your own voice, however you'd want to say it, you know? And I thought, I wonder if they use that, but who knows? Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't get my hands on it. Some of those things are hard to get. So a day in the life, that many, that many spots in a month. Oh no, that's, that's got, in a year. Got, that's in a year. I, I, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm backing up. Okay. All right. Two, 2000 and you back it down and it's this many a month and mm-hmm. then it's this many a week. Mm-hmm. That's got to be really, it's probably not stressful, but it's probably really fast paced. Oh, it is stressful. <laughs> mm. you, you, I, I'm definitely working in an kind of organized chaos state with the mm-hmm. job. Um, because also while that's going on, I'm also bouncing, you know, voiceover requests from some of the rosters that I'm on, as well as if I get an audition to come in and, you know, I'm, I'm doing voiceover work before work, during lunch and after work for a little while. And sometimes simultaneously, depending on what my workflow is. So, mm-hmm. and you know, my boss knows a lot of us do it. So it's, you know, as long as we're getting our day job stuff done you know, we, we have right. their blessing, right? but, um, y- yeah, it's, there's kind of an order because some of the stuff that we make, it's, it's not necessarily making a spot from scratch. Sometimes it's literally just injecting, you know, your voice part on a donut or adding a tag, or sometimes it's pulling an endorsement down that a DJ has done and then just, making it, you know, editing it for time and putting Mm -hmm. a bed on it and throwing it back up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the commercials can be made in five minutes and, you know, some of them take longer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's certain times a year, November is the craziest month of the year. And that's when we're making, you know, upwards of 20 commercials a day easily. 
with mm. no right no no question like you know that those are what the days are going to be like but then in january and february like today was a slow day i think i made 10 or 11 maybe i don't know i don't really count but it wasn't it was not a busy mm-hmm. day by any stretch i had a lot more voiceover things that i did today versus production stuff so. yeah this is kind of neat because it's a different a, a different look and a different way that you can be in voiceover and something else and how they can tie together. Cause mm-hmm. I think you're the first person I've talked to that's doing that type production, um, at that level. Now I, I do. It is rare. There there's, it, I think yeah, it's gotta be, yeah. it's gotta be. I'm incredibly fortunate with the fact that I am a producer and a voiceover talent. Um, mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of us and there's especially not a lot of women that do both. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, I think 35 producers in total with in my company that, you know, work in these hubs. And there's only eight women. So hmm. um, just because we're still not as in demand as male voices for reads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I know that there's a woman over in iHeart that has my same job. So, I mean, I know that they're doing it. And, um, you know, there, a lot of the companies have kind of switched to this because – it is cheaper to have one person working like a horse, you know, doing all this versus having one producer at a station who's maybe making five things a day. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, it's eh, it's all about the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But Always yeah, it's is. it's rare. And that's um, I have a, a shelf in my studio that's full of unicorn stuff because women who do voiceover and production generally get called unicorns. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's how I've acquired that shelf of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that it's, it's neat though. I I was, was fascinated by it. I do a little bit. I mean, of course I I do my demo stuff, but Mm -hmm. I've got one client that does a lot of HVAC commercials around the country and uh, they send me the the jingles or the donuts or whatever they have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll, they'll send me something and it's not even the right timing. And I've got a you know, split it up and make it work and, and do all that. And, but you're right. You can knock one out pretty quick. If, if you've got the, uh, the, uh, the music bed and all you're doing is throwing 15 or 30 seconds mm-hmm. of, of your voice in there. And it's usually because they have a sing in and a sing out. A lot of them do. I just do, you know, eight, 18 seconds on a 30 maybe. But the, the catch is they send me the website and the, and it'll say, you know, here's the link to their website and here's the, you know, the, the sound beds and here's, um, they want this to be $25 off service special. Mm -hmm. That's all I get. And I have to write the copy and then do all that, which takes a little bit of time. And you should be charging for writing that copy, by the way. Oh, I do. Okay. I do. do. It's, it's, uh, it's not a, a, something I'll get rich on, but because I'm, I'm fairly new with them and Mm -hmm. just started right before the end of the year this week, they, you know, sent, well, here's two more new clients, you know, they're going to use you. So what they're Mm -hmm. doing is taking the ones I sent and they go, Hey, we got this guy and this is what it sounds like. And, you know, so I think right now I'm getting played in Washington state in Seattle, some in Texas and some in Georgia. So I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that'll really expand in the South because that's usually where I do better. Anyway. I've been really surprised. I am all over Florida. Like out of all the mm-hmm. places, I, I'm surprised that that's – I have more freelance clients, um, roster clients, and then that's 
we have two major markets in Florida for work. So I'm, I am all over Florida, but mm. yeah, there's, it, it's really cool just knowing that, you know, I've got family and friends all over the country and the, every once in a while I'll be like, did you happen to do the like Elk Grove Auto Mall? Yeah, that was me. They're like, I heard you. I knew that was you. And it's like, that's me. Yep. And that's really neat. Like some of my, uh, one of my Navy girlfriends that, you know, from we were stationed in Italy together and she's over in Virginia Beach and I'm on a couple of the stations in her market. And every once in a while she'd be like, I heard you today. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I hope it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't think anybody has caught anything of mine on television. I love being caught in the wild. <laughs> uh, oh, it's neat. And uh, the, the only, um, the only one that I've got playing up here, I only say like four words or five words. So uh, I don't think anybody's mentioned that to me. They hear it on the radio sometimes, but mm-hmm. That's just kind of fun. Let's talk about your your automotive work because that's always a fascination to me. And I know you had an award winner with that last year. I did. I won Best Female Performance for Automotive. That's awesome. That is awesome. And what what type of spot was that? It was actually, it was a local market. Um, Mm -hmm. Gebhardt BMW was for their electric vehicles that they were coming out with. And um, I I regularly voice for them. um, But this one particular one, when I read it, it felt good. And then I asked him if I could have a copy of it to see, and he was cool enough to send it. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a good one. Like it was the producer did a fantastic job. The levels were great. I sounded great. And I was like, I I just, you knew it. Like you, Mm -hmm. you can feel when they're right and when they're good. And I, I loved it. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, is it cool if I ended this for an award and they were like oh absolutely sure and they didn't really know what the one voice awards really were and i told Mm -hmm. them a little bit about it and then i told them like hey we got nominated for it they're like oh my god that's fantastic and they told you know their whole production crew there at that agency and then when i won it (laughs) i was like we won (laughs) and they were you know obviously they were incredibly happy for me and i was like dude tell your producer they're amazing thank you guys so much for and thank Mm -hmm. you know tell the client because i don't actually talk to gebhardt bmw i voice stuff for them today um but you know i'm like please pass along to them know that the quality of work that you're giving has you can officially say you guys are award-winning you know production company and agency like it, it doesn't just feed me like it it right. you know give credit to the producers and the casting people like the agency that you know that's something that they can you know hang their hat on too so Heck yeah yeah right. it was it was it was really fortunate and you know just when things come together sometimes you just you you can hear it you can feel it you know it so right right yep i know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. so uh uh, we got uh, VO Atlanta coming up in March. I believe you're going. I am going. Yes, that will be fun. I know we have uh, in the Facebook group. There's at least five people out of that group that are going. I think about five. And mm-hmm. then I had somebody else reached out to me today asking about it. Um, Art Brown, I think, 
was mm-hmm. who asked was asking who all was going. So I don't know if he's coming. I think he's out in Burbank, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, I, one uh, of the things I really want to go because I mean I have friends <laughs> like, that you know in the voiceover community that you know I've worked with. Like I produced liners for Joe Cipriano back in like 2008, I think it was. Never mm-hmm. met him in person, and you know, like we've been friends on Facebook forever. But it's like. He's going to be there. So I'll have a chance to be, hey, I'm real. And I coached with Dave Walsh. He's going to be there. I have never met Mm -hmm. the man in person. So like, and then I've got several friends that are teaching classes. And I mean, I like to think of them as friends. Right. But yeah, no, they're, they're my people. They're my voiceover tribe, you know, and I want to take some of their classes to, you know, support them and hopefully learn something. I'm sure mm-hmm. I will. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, I'm not going to lie. A big part of me going to this particular conference this time is the socialization side of it. I I only started going to conferences a couple years ago, and I had no idea what an injection that would be in terms of mm-hmm. being more excited about the craft. Because and, and just having other people that understand what it's like to sit in a padded room talking to yourself. Right. all day. And right. there's just there's just an understanding that comes from that and just and then it's funny to see the different genre of voiceover people that are there because animated people are definitely a kind of person and narration mm-hmm. people they're definitely a kind of person and commercial mm-hmm. voice like mm-hmm. they not only are they different genres but there really does kind of seem to be different personalities that really do well in those genres so right. it's just right. fun to see the whole dynamic of everything and the voiceover community is always so giving and so available yes that for it's sure. it's just it's just a treat to be around that kind of energy and um yeah so i i i'm not going to say that i became addicted to going to them but I can definitely appreciate going even like last year, I didn't learn as much as I had hoped to when I was at One Voice. But in terms of relationships with people that I, I, I mean, I wouldn't train, trade a minute of it because right. some of the people I got to talk to were new voices and they, you know, asked me questions and I mm-hmm. did my mm-hmm. best to answer them. Like, well, in my experience, this, you know, and um, seeing the number of women that were taking Cliff's class, you know, for automotive and stuff. Like I mm-hmm. did that a couple of years ago because yeah. apparently I just needed that push to be like, yes, you can do automotive. And right. I, you know, I, I guess it took being in that environment to be like, yes, go do, just do it. Don't think about it now. You can do it. Go do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just seeing that you know, and all the different levels of voiceover, you know, in terms of people's careers that are there from beginning to, you know, 30 plus years in the industry and the, having right. the longevity that they've had. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I definitely am a strong supporter of people going to a conference at least once and don't think that you have to be further along in your career to go. That is complete. Right. No, just go, right. go to learn and learn before you pick up bad habits and don't learn the hard way. I learned most of my stuff trial by fire or the hard way or the wrong way. So, yeah. (laughs) So if you can avoid that, uh, it'd Mm -hmm. be worth the few hundred bucks to go to do that. Yeah, definitely. It took me a couple of days after I got back to to get back into the groove of not being around people again. Yeah. Um, there I was on Sunday morning having sitting at, 
at the table having breakfast with Dave Fenoy, and it was just like sitting next to a guy I'd known for years. Exactly. You know, it just, it was fantastic. And the, the funny part, I, I've told this before, but uh, we couldn't figure out if we were supposed to pay for the breakfast or not. <laughs> we thought it was paid for. And so he said, what do you think, Dine and Dash? Heck yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm game if you're game. But That's the kind of stuff him. that keeps you young right there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I had a I had a blast last year. Uh, I went to, I think I did three breakout sessions. I don't know that I'll do more than one this year, mm-hmm. but one of them was Cliffs. And there were, it was about 50-50 as far as men and women. Yeah, we're fighting our way uh, in, in there. there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. I, I'm glad to see it's fun to do the the tents on fire, you know, come on down right now and bring your mom in a bucket of water, those screaming, yelling commercials. Mm-hmm. But I love the more laid back stuff where it's not being just pushed down your throat. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot better fit. And this these branding of a lot of these vehicles for the female voice, it's perfect. It should be that way, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not to say uh, a female voice can't sell trucks. I, you still you see a little of that. Mm -hmm. even still. And I've noticed the Chevy Silverado commercials, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to to say Chevy is going off the wrong direction, but that guy's just a little too laid back for me for a truck commercial. I'm just not <laughs> I just I'm not need a truck it. commercial to be kind of have like this gritty male voice that it's like, you know, he's done some work, whether it's, I don't know, right. some kind of work with right. your hands where, you know, you're getting dirty and just a warm, gritty, kind of laid back yeah, I'll get yeah. to it when I get to it. But right now I got to fix this yeah. thing. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what you expect. That is exactly what you expect. And, you know, I, uh, the funny part when we were going through some of this when I was working with Cliff on my demo. Mm-hmm. And and I know I'm never going to be a national uh, voice for like a well, – well, I mean like for uh, – you're not going to hear me do Acura or Lexus or something like that. Not yeah. likely. But – you know, I, yeah, I do. I would want to go after the, you know, Chevy truck, Dodge, Ram, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, I, that, that would be a fit. Yeah. Trucks are pretty much I'm I'm not there yet. I don't know. Maybe I can take up smoking three packs a day to get that <laughs> <laughs> deeper, gravelier, more. I don't yeah. know. I, I, don't, I can't really yeah. do it. It'll mess me up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've I, I generally will be voicing. Uh, I do Lexus. I do. BMW, Subaru, Nissan, uh, Kia, Jeep. I mean, I do a lot of mid-range, you know, price point vehicles um, Mm -hmm. and then more of the higher end. Um, Right. I did Porsche once. I was kind of surprised I did that one. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, there's definitely style voices for those brands. And the way that I read a Lexus and a, a Lexus spot is different than I read a BMW spot, which is definitely different than... A Nissan because the Nissan mm-hmm. they want more of a younger, you know, voice. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I pitch it up and they want a little bit more excitement to it. And um, like the Volkswagen, like for their Taos and stuff like that, they always want a very kind of like an excited millennial, but without the upspeak. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then for BMW, they kind of want more of like an edgy sound to it, at least right. at the moment. That's what they're right. asking for. So yeah, it, it's, I, I, of course, I'm addicted to listening 
to commercials as much as I am, as much as I love voiceover and love voicing things. Well, that's um, also how you learn. Like you learn it, what's it really trending, is. you learn what's casting, and you're you're learning, okay, well, these are the kind of style reads that are booking right now. And mm-hmm. just listening to the delivery and recognizing, okay, that really worked. And you know, I mean, that that was one thing that took me a minute to get my head around with the day job is like now I'm on, I mean, millions of people are hearing me. And the only people that really listen to commercials are the client, other voiceover people, and other producers. Like, I mean, (laughs) everybody else is going to turn it off. Like, I make things people don't want to listen to. But especially in 2020, when COVID happened and everybody was at home and they're all taking that time to study, brush up, refresh demos, work on marketing and all that kind of stuff. Like, they, I was like, they're they're studying me. And it added an additional fun flavor of, pressure on my side, um, Mm -hmm. aside from the fact of what we were having to read, what I was particularly being cast to read at that point, Mm -hmm. which all of it, I mean, the lockdown for everybody was crazy, obviously. But, you know, the first week of it, we're tearing commercials down right and left. And suddenly it's, you know, read as many PSAs just so we can have stuff up there. And then the next week, I do a lot of animal shelter and animal adoption events and things like that. But this time there's an urgency because these shelters are being shut down and these animals are going to be euthanized if I don't get people to listen to me to adopt these animals. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, then it's all the mental health and be there to support each other. And, you know, here's phone numbers that you can call. You're not alone. We're all in this together. Those phrases that we all are so sick of. Right. Um, that happen, happened. And then it was... And then after that, it was lots of college education and online learning and divorce lawyers. So I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, this is just interesting watching how this whole thing is folding. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. you, you know, just quarantine. Let's get a divorce. I'm sick. Exactly. Of oh, I have to be with you all day. Oh, I really don't like you that much. Turns out <laughs> weird. So, I, I mean, but then, you know, I'm reading this stuff, but now I'm more conscious of People are at home listening to what I'm doing. And I had even had a conversation with uh, Dave Walsh about it because he had posted something on his uh, Truetail website or his Facebook or something. I had seen it. And he's telling people, listen to the radio, listen to what's booking, listen to what's airing. And I'm like, you're telling them to listen to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was not comfortable with that idea. Um, oh, that's funny. But, you know, it, that's that's the reality of it is, I mean, anything that you're recording or producing on my side of things, it's like no one knows that, oh, that spot was made by Jen. But I know it was made by me. Like, I want my work to reflect good work. And Mm -hmm. especially knowing that, because I listen to other commercials, I listen to commercials all the time. Um, There are definitely certain mediums that I won't watch advertising as much because it's kind of meh work. But most of the like networks and stuff, I'm I'm not skipping or muting. I'm listening. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if I'm listening, other people are listening too. So it's like, I, I want people to be like, oh, she did a really good job or, you know, Maybe they do wonder who did that. That'd be cool. I admit there's been times that I've heard myself on the radio and I did not recognize myself right away. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Those are always embarrassing and weird. But at the same token, normally I'm like, oh, she did a really good job. I like that. And then it's like, oh, that was me. Okay. Well, <laughs> at least That's I thought funny. I did a good job. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. I tell new people all the time, uh, whether it's going to somewhere like Voices.com and listening to the top 100 or top 25 people's demos. Mm-hmm. To not to mimic or copy, but to emulate and hear, you know, this is what a good demo sounds like. Mm-hmm. Go to, you know, listen to samples on Chuck Duran's site or whoever, JMC's, everybody's. Mm-hmm. Go listen to those and then you well, know what a good demo is. And it's the same way with what you're saying here. Watch TV, pay attention to the stuff on the radio and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, what's getting booked? And if you can't emulate that, and you're struggling emulating that, and then you go get coaching and you still can't emulate that, then, yeah, then maybe it is time to think, I shouldn't be doing this. Well, and the other thing is, is these are the people that are competing for the same jobs you are. Everybody has a unique voice and sound, so it's Mm -hmm. not about that part. But, and I mean, it's not like there's a shortage of jobs. That is not the case at all. Um, But, you know, these are the people that are your peers that you're competing and auditioning for these same spots. So, right. you know, you're going to want to push yourself and get better. And another place to look for good demo um, examples is like, um, like go to Atlas and some of those other really big uh, um, agencies mm-hmm. and listen to the demos on the people on there that they, you know, represent. And, you know, you, 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 you can find out what Bob Bergen's sounds like or, you know, whomever. Um But you can hear their demos and it's like these are the people that are represented and, you know, part of their demo is how they got it as well as who they've been, you know, who their clients are and things like that. So that's another good place to find really good quality demos is at some Mm -hmm. of the top agencies because they have it. It's it's on their site. Absolutely. Absolutely. If um, if you wanted to throw some advice out there, because we have, um, you know, a pretty decent bucket of new people, mm-hmm. uh, probably been doing this, you know, a year or less, or maybe a couple of years. Mm-hmm. If you had some advice to throw to them about just the voiceover side of things, what would you tell the newcomer who's kind of got in, got their feet wet, that got the desire to do this? Uh, what do you tell them to go do? <sighs> um, I, I would say, listen, listen to as much as you can listen to coaches, find you know, good resources that are out there and just be patient with yourself, but don't be afraid to try. I mean, I I was even told that today about, I mean, I know it's not voiceover, but I was told that about my production stuff, that there's times where I won't push myself to try to do a specific campaign or something like that because, you know, I don't have as much experience as some of the other producers that I work, most of the other producers, they all have years on me, but um you know, and my boss was like, push yourself, try it, do it, just do it. He's like, I understand being intimidated, but don't be. And that's the thing, like dive in and just do it. And the way that you learn in this industry is by playing and experimenting and trying and really push past your head. And the other part of it is also start developing a thick skin and you're going to have to get over not knowing why or how you did because you mm-hmm. will not be getting feedback on pretty much everything you do. And you have to be able to record it, save it, submit it, forget it. And 
you know, then you have it saved. So when you do get booked, you can go back and listen to what you did that they liked. But you're not going to be able to know why this voice was chosen over that voice. Honestly, it could have been because the wind was coming in from the north on a Tuesday. That could be the Mm -hmm. reason you didn't get it. So Mm -hmm. you have to be okay with the not knowing part. And I think the other part that I would say is very important is having a voiceover family, voiceover tribe, something like that to kind of in a way keep you accountable, but also to be there to cheer you on. Because there are times where it's really hard. You may not book for a while and you're Mm -hmm. like, what am I doing wrong? You may not be doing anything wrong. You may be doing everything right. Your voice just isn't getting chosen. And that gets in your head. And if you've got, you know, other people to talk to, you know, and you're, you're saying, oh, well, I was doing all this work in November and December and it's, you know, February. And I, I did like a couple of things in January, but I haven't booked anything in February. And they're like, hey, guess what? Me neither. And mm-hmm. just to have, you know, someone else that you can really talk to about, you know, during the frustrating times and then also be like, oh, my God, I just booked something for the first time and or 50th time, whatever, <laughs> like just, you <laughs> right. know, to someone that can help cheer you on. So having kind of a support system, voiceover family, voiceover, I call them my voiceover tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my mm-hmm. voiceover tribe and my cheerleaders. That's, how I, think, yeah. that's yeah. how I think of people that are in my life. And um, yeah, so I, I think that's something to definitely develop because connections are important and especially in this business because it is a business and it is the entertainment business. So you never know. I mean, there's been times where I was working on a project and the person who cast it, they're like, I really haven't had any luck finding a good guy for this. And it's like, well, what are you looking for? And it's like, oh, hey, well, I know know, Charles or I know Mark or, you know, and I can send Mm -hmm. them a few demos and they're like, oh, hey, you know, I'd like that one. So, and, you know, there's times where I'll get an audition and it's like, I don't think my voice is really good for this. So I would send it to, you know, Jodina or I don't don't know, whomever that I feel like Carmen or Lisa, like whatever, just because they have very different voices than I do. And the same thing winds up coming around. Like Jodina will be like, Mm -hmm. hey, they want this. I can't talk as fast as you can. Would you want to give this a go? And, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, it's, again, this whole community is very giving and supportive. And those relationships sometimes can, you know, even work out to be work. Don't have the relationships with that as the intention. But, you know, connections, you never, you never know what comes from them. Yeah, very true. I have um, I've had a coaching relationship turn into a really great friendship, which turned into, hey, let me introduce you to a couple of my agents Mm -hmm. and that, you know, things like that happen through association. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of a lot of good things happen through association. And like you said, this is in the entertainment world. It's it's important. Um, and, And circling back to like VO Atlanta, if you have the opportunity to go there, what you'll find if for those that haven't been or don't know, it, it's sort of what we were talking about. These are just everyday people like all of us are, and the, everybody's approachable. Everybody's friendly. Everybody will talk to you. I mean, you don't want to be that guy that's just constantly asking a million questions, but mm-hmm. in, in the reality of it, all of these people are there to help you. They're there to inform you or keep you on a better path too. And and uh, what Jenna's talking about is having a a, a, a 
a small, even a smaller group. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk about your personal tribe, there's maybe a handful of people that that I'm, you know, talk to at least, you know, almost once a day, it seems like one mm-hmm. or two people. And it's like, you know, hey, what do you think about this? I'm thinking about doing that. And, you know, and it's somebody you trust and maybe they're a little further ahead of you in your journey and they mm-hmm. can help keep you grounded. Um, and I think it's good to have that mix of people that are a little ahead of you or maybe about where you are and then people that are way ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, actually I treasure people like that. Um, the first conference that I went to, um, talking to some of the new voices there, I actually wound up getting a lot out of that because it was like I didn't realize how far I've actually come. Yes. And so yes. getting to speak to some of the newer people, it's like, oh, I remember that. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's not my life anymore. Like, I've moved past that. And this is this is what worked for me to get past that. But it 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 gave me, you know, more of a perspective of, you know, you, you have been doing this a while. You have grown. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. improved. And this is an industry you never stop learning in. So, you know, <laughs> right. exactly. I, I, I may be doing great today, but the, you know, style of voiceover may change in a couple of years. And I got to you know, figure it out and try to keep myself relevant so I can continue yep. doing this. Yeah, we have to retool. I have to hurry up and hit it big because I'm I'm getting too old. Oh, uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about, I do worry about that a little bit. When I first started in this, I thought, you know, I, want, I wanted to get it going so I could retire mm-hmm. from the automotive manufacturing industry and do this, you know, in my retirement. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just decided, October before last that I can't do automotive anymore uh, because air, COVID changed everything. It really and, did. Even, even the manufacturing industry changed so much. And, and two in the last 10, 15 years, the way you're allowed to manage people has really changed mm-hmm. and it's become very difficult. It's like you're walking on eggshells all the time. So I was ready to get out. I didn't intend to do this full time for about two more years. So it was kind of a catapult, you know, to jump in and do this, but I keep, I do have that. It's, I don't have as much imposter syndrome anymore as I, as I do have, you got to hurry up and get some things going, you know, because. Oh, the pressure is real. The pressure never goes away. And it it, never goes away. Even, even if you have, you know, a a list of clients, it's like, well, one of them could go away. I mean, one of my, one of my very regular clients, um, I got lucky and they chose me, but the woman that I replaced, she was their voice for 14 years and she finally aged out for what they were wanting. So, you know, that makes me really hopeful for this particular client to stay with me for a while because clearly mm-hmm. they like to stay with somebody, but they could go away next month. I I, right. I have no idea. So then it's, you know, you're still always trying to collect. I, I'd I'd like to think that there's a point where you're not collecting clients, but I've I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, but you know you're you're always going to try to market yourself so that you can have more work because you don't know how long the one you're going to be like you don't know how long this agency is going to want to keep using you. I mean, they might mm-hmm. want to revoice a fresh voice every year. You don't know. They might want right. the same voice. For 50 years, you don't know. <laughs> so, exactly right. That's so exactly that, right. That hustle, uh, from what I understand, does not ever go away. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're not going to be able oh, to retire. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't expect to 
to retire from this as, as long as I can speak. I think there's always, um, you know, and I, I can't remember who, who told me this. It was one of my coaches that named off about two or three big industry VO folks and said they didn't really start making a ton of money till they were in their mid-60s. Mm-hmm. And it was because their voice was a fit for certain things and it, you know, that that's where they really started cleaning up. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'll, that's what I'll count on. <laughs> I'll ride that gravy train from 60 to, 60 to 80. And then I can say I had a nice, nice long voiceover career. There you go. Hopefully. Jenna, thanks so much for, for joining me. I think everybody's going to enjoy hearing this because this is a unique perspective on the business. It's not what we typically hear. And I think uh, everybody will enjoy it. Um, and what we will do at the uh, at the tail end of the podcast, uh, and I haven't asked you yet, but I'll, I want to get you to send me that award winning spot. Okay, I want to. Pl- it's play on my that. website actually. So, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Well, I want to play that here on the end. I want people to hear that. And okay. uh, uh, is there a web website and everything? Tell everybody what that is so they can go listen to. On my website at jennabirmingham.com, J E N N A B I R M I N G H A M dot com. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks for helping me uh, here lately. I don't know how we ended up bumping into each other, but I'm glad we did. I look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll cling the glasses together while we're there. Yes, definitely. And, you know, if anybody who's listening wants to say hi, I am totally approachable. I tend to be a little bit awkward and I don't really go up to people very often. <laughs> that does not mean well, I'm not approachable. <laughs> so. That makes two of us. I, I'm, I'm uh, rooming with a guy uh, that I, we went together last year mm-hmm. and his name is Charles Coates. And Charles was the kid that always won the magazine sales contest in school. He's, oh, wow. I mean, he has no fear, no anything of talking to anyone. See, I need so one of those. I d- I, well, I, ta- I tagged around behind him most of the time. And he, he and once he got the conversation going, I, I enjoyed jumping in. Mm-hmm. But I'm not one just to walk up to somebody and, hey, 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 and who I am. I did have one guy come up to me, and uh, and you'll know his name when I tell you. He said, boy, I'm so glad to hear a voice from home. And I didn't know who he was. And and uh, he talked to me for a while. And finally, I said, well, I am I told him who I was. He said, well, I'm Jace Patrick. Ah. <laughs> I said, well, I'll be darned. I know who you are now. Yep. But that was, it was kind of funny. He said, if you come back next year, let's be sure we sit down and talk for a while. I just love hearing a voice from Nashville. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really nice. But anyway, we'll look forward to that. Hey, thanks again. My thanks pleasure. everybody for listening. And, uh, Here comes that uh, spot from Jenna. The world is changing for the better because Gebhardt BMW is ready to unleash a new electric future just for you. Pre-order now online to electrify your drive and experience the all-new i4 or iX. All it takes is a few minutes online to become part of a new generation of ultimate driving machines. Electrify your drive today with passion, integrity, value, and pride at Gebhardt BMW in Boulder, your trusted family dealership since 1975. This was the VO Life. It's over. For now. Yay! Oh, aren't you all so glad? You've been listening to the VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you. 
those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again.